0: Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I am so excited for the show today to share with you something so amazing and introduce you to one of the most heart-based dentists that I know. First, I want to welcome Michael J. Russ, and then I will introduce our our guest. So welcome, Michael.
1: Wow. Wonderful to be here yet again. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we are so blessed today because we have Dr. Saul Pressner with us and Saul Pressner is, in my opinion, a pioneer and he's a maverick. He is truly a very empathetic and skilled dentist. He takes a different approach than most dentists do. He is the president of the Academy of Biomimetic Dentistry and you're just going to love him. So I'm, I'm just going to welcome you, my Saul, because <laughs> There's so much I can say, but you have, you, we have so much to share. So I want to say a big welcome and a, and a virtual
2: hug because it's so wonderful to have you here. Absolutely, thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Lisa, so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. thank you. Yeah, I just want to say, uh,
1: Saul, I've I've had the 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 pleasure of uh, sitting in your chair, uh, and it's probably one of the highlights of my. Uh, <laughs> my experience with dentists in my life um, because it, it was just so different that, that it just blew me away. And I'd like you just to share with our audience the, the essence of what you do as a dentist and why you do it.
2: Thank you, Michael. Sure. And I remember when you were in my chair. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Um, basically, biomimetic dentistry, which is what I practice – Um, is our philosophy is to really to do no harm, um, which is a, an oath we all take as dentists and as physicians when we graduate from our various, our respective professional schools. Um, but in biomimetic dentistry, we really try to just preserve as much of the healthy tooth as possible and we take away any diseased tooth structure. And instead of filing a tooth down for a crown, which is what traditional dentistry has taught us when part of the tooth cracks or there's a lot of decay, with biomedical dentistry, we try to just remove the diseased portion of the tooth and effectively bond to the remaining healthy tooth structure and build the tooth back up. Because peer-reviewed studies tell us now that The more healthy tooth structure we preserve, the more likely it is that that tooth is going to survive in the patient's mouth for a longer period of time. So with biomimetic dentistry, we use various techniques to really key in on just removing the diseased part of the tooth and preserving as much of a healthy tooth as we can. We use various techniques to do this, and we use various materials to optimize the health of the tooth, and we try to restore the tooth as closely as we can to what uh, Mother Nature gave us originally. And especially with teeth that have had root canal therapy, um, biomimetic dental techniques help those teeth last longer, as well as vital teeth. And in biomimetic dentistry, we really try to preserve the vitality of the tooth, and this is accomplished by just removing the diseased portion of the tooth and trying not to expose the pulp, because studies also show that by preserving the pulp, the vitality of the tooth, that tooth is more likely to stay in the mouth for a longer period of time in a healthy way, so that 's kind of the essence of it michael
1: it, 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 yeah. it definitely is, and that's completely that 's at odds with i think what most of our listeners experience when they go to a dentist. Uh, and, uh, I, I will simply say you personally, when we talk about heart, when Lisa mentioned heartfelt dentistry, um, I got to experience that and it it, it was, it was so refreshing to be able to sit in your chair and not only do you have an extremely calm demeanor, but, uh, and, and the essence of you is, is, is just full of, of love and care and kindness and, you also did something that that I have never experienced before. You talked your way through the procedure to help the patient understand what you were doing, what right. what was going to come next. And that's totally, that's so unique. Does that, is that unique to you, or is that what I, every biomedic, just, biomedic dentist does?
2: I can't speak for anyone else. It, I, it, I guess it may be... It's just my style, my personality. Because I guess part of my my shtick is that I want to communicate with the patient, and knowing that going to the dentist can be an anxiety-producing experience, I, I, I feel that to empower the patient with as much knowledge as possible is very important, and, and it's part of giving them a sense of control in a situation where they're very vulnerable is explaining to them what's coming next. And I think it just makes, it, it kind of takes down the anxiety level a little bit by them knowing what to expect. So I, I can only speak for myself. Uh, I, 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 but I think that that's not part of my medical It's probably just the way I communicate. And I think it, and I guess because when I'm, a patient. I like to know what's going on too. So I would assume most mm-hmm. patients do as well. You know, so anyway, it's awesome. That's, it is awesome,
1: uh, Lisa. I would tell you, you gotta you gotta drive down there, Lisa. To experience.
2: I'm gonna fly in. A fly-in.
0: <laughs> I, I am already planning <laughs> on flying fly there. In.
2: <laughs> however, you,
0: however you need. It's to only an hour flight, so it's an it's an easy flight. Um, you know, it just I, it, and it's so interesting because. The methods that a lot of dentists use have been the same methods that have been used for over a hundred years, and right. it's so. And, and and I don't know what it is about the resistance to want to change. You know, it's it sort of like gallbladder surgery became like drive-through. Like, oh yeah, just get your gallbladder out rather than address <laughs> like what the issue is. And the same thing with teeth. Like, we'll just. Do a root canal and then they don't address the fact that that weakens the tooth. Now, when I was right. a child, I, you know, I, and I said to my mom, like, what was with this whole drilling? Because they used to drill the whole tooth out and put this amalgam filling in and it really did weaken the teeth. And so, right. you know, I think that I love what is the principle of biomimetic dentistry, which is kinder, kinder and gentler, and to return the tooth to its original state. Could you speak a little bit about the methods? So if somebody were coming in, like, how, how does it differ from those 100-year-old methods?
2: Good question. Well, um, in certain cases, I don't have to use the drill. I can sometimes just use air abrasion, which is um, powder under pressure um, to remove the diseased part of the tooth. So that is less traumatic, both from an emotional stamp- standpoint, because it's silent, and also it's, it's kinder to the tooth, because drilling on a tooth creates micro-fractures within the surrounding tooth structure. And, you know, unfortunately, with amalgams, um, which I still have a few in my own mouth. um it necessitated the dentist to remove more healthy tooth structure in order for the amalgam restoration to be retained in the tooth. We re- we required retention uh, form, meaning that it, we didn't we weren't able to bond the amalgam to the tooth. We had to kind of push it in, and it was retained by undercutting the walls and creating little mechanical. Uh, locks so that the amalgam didn't fall out but over time with chewing cycles and if a patient clenched or grind, was a grinder um, little micro cracks developed in the surrounding tooth structure and more of the tooth broke off. As a matter of fact I actually have to go to one of my friends um, next week because an old filling of mine fell out for that reason because too much tooth structure was, was taken away. So today we're able to remove less tooth structure because we have better adhesive techniques and we, we rely on adhesion and bonding of our newer materials to the tooth, which doesn't necessitate removing as much healthy tooth structure. So it's much more tooth-preserving, and uh, it's better for the tooth long term. And when, when, we were, when I was in dental school we didn't have, it was just at the beginning of adhesion and bonding, Um, but we don't have to rely on mechanical retention um, to have the restoration retained in the tooth, and what happens is sometimes if, since we're removing less tooth structure and actually relying upon adhesion and bonding of the restoration to the tooth, over time, sometimes the restoration may need repair. So a lot of times composites, which is what I mainly use, sometimes porcelain, um, can chip and we can repair it. But the difference is when we do a crown on a tooth with a post and a root canal first, that tooth is much more at risk for catastrophic fracture and failure. So we may... The restoration may survive, but the, but the tooth underlying tooth may not, and the tooth may have to be removed and in an implant place. So um, we it's a, it's a different learning paradigm that dentists have to um, adopt, and it's more about preventing catastrophic failure and preserving the tooth for longer, but realizing that sometimes restorations may have to be repaired, but the bottom line is, the tooth is still retained and saved. So the patient is much better off. It's much less costly uh, from a financial standpoint over their lifetime, as well as emotionally and physically. It's much less draining, and it's it's a more pleasant experience. So things have changed in in a positive way in dentistry. And I can only say that at the Academy of Biomimetic Dentistry and through um, a lot of my mentors in biomimetic dentistry, we're trying to educate dentists in these techniques. It's a slow slog because, like in any profession, people are reluctant to change. There are financial considerations sometimes. But also, emotionally, it, it's, it's hard to change. You know, um, But I was lucky to be influenced by some great mentors, and it, made, it just made more sense to me. So I, I was an early adapter or adopt your
0: so, anyway. Well, and I'm, and I'm sure for you as a professional, going into an office where you see people smile and they're excited to see you because they are, uh, it, it's a, just a different atmosphere as opposed to like, oh, yeah, you know, you, you've got that you're, if you're in public, you're receiving all of the dread and fear and anxiety and, you you're know, I'm right. sure you would go home and just feel a little wiped out. And, and it's a it's a consideration because for yeah. us, we're only here on the planet for so long. And, you know, Michael yeah. and I try to inject as much positivity into our day, and I know you do too, so you, yeah, know, you just look at your beautiful smile and... and uh, oh, you <laughs>
1: <It's, it's> so <laughs> now true. Now you're just buttering him up, come on now. Now you're just guttering <laughs> him up. So how did you, I, I'm interested in, uh, if, if someone was, I mean, not that there's a lot of dentists that, is, that uh, um, listen to this show, um, we do have a lot of people who go to dentists. I mean, everybody does. What right. would you, um, how how many uh, bio, biomedic dentists are there, like just in the U.S.? Is it a large organization? Is it? Is it, uh, you know, Good something that's, you know,
2: not so prevalent? It's not as prevalent as it should be. Um, my dental academy, which is a non-for-profit, um, five hundred one c three organization, we we have about two hundred fifty to three hundred members. Um, we had there are other organizations um, that are teaching institutions, which are for profit, which also educate. Uh, dentists in these tech in more advanced techniques. We kind of serve since we're a non for profit. We're kind of a, a um, an educational organization for dentists and for the public, and then we kind of feed our dentists' um, knowledge so that they can progress and take more advanced courses from our other mentors who have for profit acad- dental academies. Um, and you know, COVID had a big effect on everybody, mm-hmm. as you know, and yeah. it sure. had an effect on our dental academy. We used to have an annual meeting in person um, every year prior to COVID, and we no longer have that. We we have online webinars. I have one. I'm actually hosting one tomorrow, um, once a month, where we bring the leaders, the world leaders in biomimetic dentistry, um, online for an hour and a half once a month. Uh, for a lecture, and then Q&A, and then uh, we invite our listener dentists who are from all over the world. We get usually 150 to 200 attendees on these Zoom conferences um, to take additional training um, from our scientific advisors. So, for example, tomorrow, the lecturer who is presenting is a wonderful dentist. She's She's Turkish. She's from Turkey. She's one of the Beautiful. foremost, yeah, one of the foremost dental researchers in biomimetic dentistry in the world. <clears throat> and, um, she's going to be talking about sustainable biomimetic dentistry tomorrow because biomimetic dentistry also fits in with the whole, um, uh, idea of lessening our carbon footprint. We're doing less in the way of aggressive, um, dental procedures. We're using, um, more sustainable materials, and we are, there are less visits involved, it's less costly for the patient, so it kind of fits right in with the whole sustainability movement as well. So she's going to be talking about that as well as certain techniques to restore uh, endodontically treated, keep keep it about root canals, and she's at the forefront of this dental research. So, and then next month in February, we're having another one of our scientific advisors uh, who's from Japan. And a lot of the materials we use in biomimetic dentistry are Japanese. And the Japanese have great quality control in terms of their materials. And he's going to be talking about um, repairing biomimetic dentistry restorations um, when in need of repair. So we we have an active, vibrant, um, continuing education program in the Academy of Biomimetic Dentistry for dentists all over the world. We Last month we had... Again, it's from Egypt, one from Sri Lanka, um, Vietnam, from the U.S., of course, South America. So we're trying to expand our reach to reach as many dentists as we can to educate them in these techniques. And it's a slow but steady progression. So it's good.
0: Yeah. It's exciting, though. And we have listeners um from europe we have listeners from south america we just got some new listeners um, from denmark which is really exciting so we want to welcome them and uh canada and of course the u.s and and it it's it is it's wonderful that you can connect with uh it's a growing profession because it's very encouraging isn't it? and and so if you wouldn't mind just speaking to like and people say well you know it's just a tooth no big deal you know just take That's it out but What is, you know, please, because I I really believe that, you know, to preserve your health and your organ system, including your teeth, that it's part of uh, out of the body. And and in the Chinese meridian system, the teeth are associated with different meridians. So if you wouldn't mind speaking to that, I would really appreciate some insights.
2: That sounds really cool. Sure. Sure. Good question. Um, In my view, and based upon what I read in the literature and in my experience in dentistry, you're much better off retaining your own tooth. Um, implants don't always work. Uh, and they can become food traps. Um, implants don't mimic the exact contours of the natural tooth that they are replacing um, with the crowns that are restored over them. So... In my view, it's much better to preserve your healthy tooth, the periodontal structures around your healthy teeth, and you're better off not losing any teeth. I mean, you can function if you've lost certain teeth, uh, but it's much better to be able to chew on a full dentition and... Implants are great if there's no other option. Implants really are a treatment of last resort. You know, we have many techniques these days to try to preserve our own teeth, and oral hygiene is so important. Um, Diet is so important in, in, in doing this. And there's been, as you probably know, there is a relationship between a healthy oral cavity and your systemic health. So um, it's very important to see a dentist often for examinations and cleanings, and early detection, as with anything else, any other disease entity, is key. So if you go to a dentist on a regular basis and have your teeth examined and cleaned and x-rayed on a regular basis, problems can be uh, treated much more successfully if they are detected early. And, you know, poor oral health has been related to cardiac issues, certain cancers, pancreatic cancers, um, even dementia, Parkinson's disease. So you want to really maintain your dentition and the periodontal apparatus in as healthy a state as you can, not just for the health of your teeth and chewing capabilities, which is also related to overall health, Good, good mastication is very important, but also to prevent certain systemic uh, diseases from occurring. So. Hmm. Well, okay. Thank you.
1: Like everything else in the body, the, the teeth have a role to play with regard to our uh, overall health and avoiding yes. future problems away from our teeth.
2: Correct. It's all related. You can't separate the mouth from the rest of the body.
1: That is very, very true. And if you get an infection in your mouth... That's not handled. I'm making an assumption that it doesn't bode well for if, if gone unattended. Uh, uh, that's true, well.
2: Michael. Yeah. yeah. It, can, it can be very, uh, very uh, negative, negative consequences, so you want to avoid that. Yes.
1: I would, be, I would be very interested in hearing how you deal with someone who comes in who has an infection. Are we, are we, I, antibiotics, I'm sure, are, are part of your protocol, but maybe they're not. Could you kind of explain
2: well, it depends on the infection, and you know, it depends on the cause of the infection. First of all, if a, a person comes in with an oral infection, you, proper diagnosis is key. You want to know what's causing it so that you can treat it effectively. Um, antibiotics have certain, certainly have their place because you don't want an infection to progress to sepsis, God forbid. Um, but, you know, it's certainly if, if someone has an oral infection, they should see their dentist promptly, so as to intervene quickly to um, properly diagnose and treat the condition.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Is there a point where someone's tooth is actually too far gone?
2: Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, we can't. There are certain teeth that cannot be saved. Um, unfortunately, yeah. the disease process has progressed to a, such a degree um, due to either caries or a fracture that certain teeth cannot be restored. But for many teeth, you know, unfortunately in dentistry today, a lot of times teeth that really can be saved are extracted because it's easier and, and more predictable in a lot of ways to extract a questionable tooth and place an implant Than to attempt to save a questionable tooth, Um, but that's that's just a generalization that I think sometimes dentists today are too quick to pull the trigger and take a tooth out. But there are certain cases, as we just alluded to, where teeth are too far gone and they have to be extracted for the best for the for the health of the patient. It just depends.
1: That's an interesting point. Interesting point uh, Mm. again. Do you have any other? Uh, I know you're. 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 We've we've just covered. You know the the uh, uh, the tooth in relationship to the, to the entire body. Um, I, I'm I'm just interested, uh, Saul, in in why this. What 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 was it that led you down this path? Specifically. I knew you wanted to be a dentist, but I'm sure you didn't start out. That's what I was going to ask too. You know, uh, <laughs> biomedic dentistry. I want to go there. You know, what what was it that led right. you down this path?
2: Um, well. I may have mentioned this a few years ago, um, but forgive me if I'm repeat if i repeating myself. Um, I went to dental school at the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia, for which I'm grateful. It was a great, great school, and um, I was fortunate to receive a very fine dental education. And then I did a two-year uh, family dentistry residency at the University of Connecticut in Farmington, Connecticut, at the dental school there, which was a great program, and it was very different from Penn, um, it was, uh, we had a lot of Scandinavian faculty, uh, whereas at Penn, we had pretty much American faculty and some, some foreign dentists as well. But it was, um, Penn was great in the sense that our dean at the time, Walter Cohen, was really considered the father of periodontal therapy, and he developed the specialty of periodontics, treating the gums and bone, heart tissues and soft tissues, and he was a wonderful man, great guy. But when I went to UConn, um, I did a two-year program there, and Scandinavian, the Scandinavian faculty, the dean was Harold Lowe from Denmark, um, who was also periodontist. And they, the Scandinavians had a different mindset. They were more conservative and more less likely to do um, bone surgery, whereas a pen bone and surgery was developed. They, they did more conservative surgeries to save teeth, periodontally. And one of my friends who was a resident with me, who I'm still good friends with, um, suggested that I take a course with this guy, Ray Bertolotti, who was, who studied in Japan and is a... He, I'm still in touch with him. I, we're good friends at this point. He um, was a ceramic engineer before he became a dentist. And he studied in Japan with this guy, Takao Fuziyama, who developed um, certain techniques of bonding and adhesion to teeth, and he brought Dr. Bertolotti brought these techniques to the United States. And my friend Bob, who I just uh, referred to, who was a resident when he said, "You know, you should look at like the course of this." So I did, and I, I, that that was key in my education. And I I've taken a course with him pretty much every year ever since, and um, he. He, what he said made sense. You know, you want to preserve the healthy part of the tooth and take away the diseased part of the tooth. And um, to build on that, I started taking courses with a guy named David Alleman, who I'm still in touch with also. These are my two main mentors. He's uh, out of Utah, and he developed adhesion um, into uh, the dis- discipline of biomimetic dentistry. Through literature reviews um, of evidence-based dentistry, basically, and through studying with him, um, it just made sense to me. It, it just reinforced Dr. Bertolotti's teachings that you really only have to preserve the healthy part of the, t- the tooth and take away the diseased part of the tooth. I'm you only, you only, sorry, you only preserve the healthy part of the tooth and just take away the diseased part of the tooth, and doing so is better for the long-term prognosis of that tooth. And um, it's totally in contradiction to what we learned in dental school. But at the time, that's all that was known. When you broke a tooth, it was taught that you have to file the rest of the tooth down to protect it and do a crown. But that resulted often in doing root canal therapy and posts, And then, Years down the line, those teeth were lost because they fractured catastrophically. So it just made, logically, it just made a lot of sense to me to preserve more of the healthy tooth and just take away the diseased part of the tooth. And it works. And um, these adhesive techniques and materials have only gotten better as time has gone on. And because of that, we don't have to file away as much of the tooth to retain the restoration. So that's kind of been my path. And through Dr. Alleman and Dr. Bertolotti, I end up, I've ended up teaching this stuff, too, and um, just became more and more involved because I believe talk about heart health, heart based from my heart. I felt it was the right thing to do for my patients, and it that's makes me feel that way. That's beautiful. That. Oh, so that's, that's, that's in my path. So I'm lucky. It, it, you
0: know, it's so interesting, Saul, because Michael and I this did a show about how the universe winks at you. And how it aligns different people in your path, so that you can do what your soul's purpose was. And and to me, to be able to to bring something to the world that's kinder, kinder and gentler is just amazing. And I love the fact that you you know, <laughs> would think that a ceramics engineer would would you connect and say, look, I, I've got some, some, a, a vision to change dentistry. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, a, it's amazing to me, really.
2: Yeah. And I'm still in touch with him. I mean, he's such a good guy. Um, I volunteer in Israel. I did before COVID twice a year at a dental clinic that treats um, the indigents of Jerusalem of all faiths. We treat Palestinians, we treat Christians, we treat Jews, the impoverished of Jerusalem. Dr. Bertolotti each year, Makes a donation on my behalf to that clinic. I mean, he's such a good guy because we're we're trying to do God's work, you know, and try to help the indigent. And and actually, I I tried to incorporate biomech dental techniques with the clinic director there. So, you know, we're just trying to make the world better, you know, in, in whatever way we however we can.
1: So. That is awesome. Well, a, a great uh, a great mindset, a, a fantastic therapies. Question. Um, this is kind of off the beaten path, but there's right now, teeth straightening and all that is is uh, is being adopted by regular dentists, I guess, as a way to supplement their income right. and grow their business. what is your what is your uh, thought about uh, teeth straightening techniques that are going on right now? I mean, obviously, not everybody comes out of the womb with you know perfect teeth and and there's a lot of pressure on society to to uh, look as is, is good as you possibly can. What are your thoughts about that? Well,
2: it's interesting. I, I don't know if you're aware, but there was one particular company that just filed for, for bankruptcy that was um, doing t- teeth straightening um, by just having patients do it themselves at home. And I actually had a patient who did it and she nearly lost her pro- lower front teeth. Um, oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. So um, if it's done, if tooth straightening... Um, is done um, by a capable dentist or orthodontist, Um, I see nothing wrong with it as long as the patient is made aware of the risks and the benefits, because there are risks, especially in older adults, to moving teeth. Um, I've seen cases where moving teeth in older adults can sometimes cause problems with the remaining teeth. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think case selection is very important. I think it's, a wonderful therapy, and it, it has a lot of benefits, but you have to choose the right cases the, the dentist or orthodontist overseeing the treatment has to be well-trained, and um, all the risks and benefits have to be laid out to the patient prior to embarking on the course of therapy. Per, from my personal experience, I have always referred um, to movement cases to orthodontists because I feel... That's what they're trained to do, and they do it. They would probably do it better than I would. So, that's just my that's my comfort zone. So, and I have a good friend who went to Penn also, who's my go-to orthodontist, who's wonderful. And she will not take on a case if she feels it will not work. She's very ethical, and she does great work. So, I think case selection and working with your colleagues is is key. That
1: is awesome. Wow. That is awesome. The the uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you too. Um, prevention I know that uh, that you there are are many different types of of ways that you can uh, that we've all been told you know floss, brush etc. after meals and things of that nature are there any uh, outside things things kind of outside the normal structure of prevention that that you've come across or that uh, they uh, literally talk about in in biomedic dentistry about how to take care of your teeth Anything supplement-wise or anything, uh, what to brush your teeth with, maybe what to avoid, that sort of thing?
2: Okay. I can give you a few techniques, a few, a few tips. First of all, <clears throat> avoid sucking candies at all costs.
1: Ah.
2: If you, yeah, Yeah, <laughs> even, even the ones that are sugarless, except if they contain xylitol. Xylitol has been shown to alter the microflora in the mouth to more favorable by... Biota that does not form um, disease-causing plaque. Um, so, if you have to use um, lozenges, um, use something that contains xylitol. That's number one. That um, doesn't contain xylitol. That does contain xylitol. Oh, it does why it does because xylitol okay. is is not harmful to the oral oral flora. And it creates more favorable oral flora that will not be as likely to cause um, dental disease. So if you have to use lozenges, use something that does contain xylitol. Um, Number two, I like flossing and brushing. Flossing once a day, brushing twice a day. Um, I would recommend interdental brushes or picks are fine. Try not to snack between meals. Try to avoid... Sticky foods, especially in between meals, snacking in between meals is not a great thing to do because it offers more of a challenge to your teeth and gums because the sticky foods that you eat with snacks um, can cause more um, sticky plaque formation, which is harder to get rid of, and it attracts more bacteria. So you're more Mm -hmm for periodontal disease and, and decay. So try to limit your... If you have to have sweets, I don't I don't love to eat sugar, but if you have to have a little sugar, I don't advocate sugar, but if you have to have a little bit, have it with your regular three meals. And then try to brush and floss afterwards. Hmm. That's interesting. And also, a water pick is a good thing to use. I mean, these are general recommendations. I, I, yeah, 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 I got gotcha. you. Tailored to each individual patient's needs, but a water pick is a nice adjunct to flossing because after you floss, you loosen the plaque and the food debris, but the water pick actually can help flush out the debris. But why not to use it so on a, on a high pressure? Use it on the lowest pressure. I recommend using it just horizontally. You can put a little antibacterial mouth rinse in with the water um, so you, you get that between the teeth and, and the gums as well. Um, those are my main... <laughs> that I advocate.
0: That's awesome.
2: No, yeah, Okay, here's, here's a question for you. Uh,
1: <laughs> yep. Manual versus electronic toothbrush, like
2: uh, Sonicare. I, I prefer the Braun Oral-B. Um, the care is not bad. I think a, a, a power toothbrush is good. It's better than a manual toothbrush in terms of removing plaque because most uh, mechanical toothbrushes have a sensor on them to prevent you from pressing too hard. Yeah. Uh, ah. they timer. Um, they're more effective at removing plaque, but you know it's not. It's more important to floss than the choice of an electric toothbrush. I mean, but I think if I had to choose between a, uh, an electric and a manual, I would choose an electric toothbrush. I per, my preference personally is the Braun RLB, but the Sonicare is also a fine toothbrush.
1: I've been <coughs> but using Sonicare use... for decades um, not, with I'm a fine. soft brush. Soft brush. Yeah, I was just going to uh. tell you.
2: The softest bristles you can find. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And don't yeah. don't press too hard. Don't press too hard with it. Huh. Okay.
0: That's a, a good tip. I know. Michael has a beautiful smile too. Yes he does. He does.
2: He's he all he
1: he, he he beautiful.
0: There was a
1: there was yeah. a little procedure a little a little procedure that uh, I think I first went to you. For this little procedure uh, of, because uh, I had a tooth that was in, in the bottom of my front teeth that was uh, uh, it was progressing backwards, and nice. it was creating a, a shadow. And instead of, I mean, I was you know, too old to have my teeth straightened, but I had him put a face on. Um, yeah. What do you call it?
2: A veneer. A, a, a veneer. A veneer.
1: A yeah. veneer. He, he put a veneer. Right. On yeah. that tooth. that was the first procedure that that he actually did, which I thought was really wonderful. I've sat in your seat twice. One, you, once was okay. with a veneer, and the other time uh, was a, uh, uh, I had a filling, an amalgam okay. filling uh, that that you had said, "No, we don't need to take that out. You just got a little thing here," and and he basically fixed the amalgam filling in a, in a few moments. But didn't require anything. Uh, th- I've never had. You've never used a drill. You've never used anything to to uh, uh, Novocaine or otherwise to. Remember. Talk about that for a second. What is your What is your protocol with regard to use of Novocaine or other kinds of um, um,
0: analgesics?
1: Yeah, analgesics.
2: Well, I I use it if it's needed. Um, you know, but with biomimetic dentistry. It, we, we're often doing repairs, and mm-hmm. if you use air, air abrasion, which I think I probably used on you, um, yeah. use air abrasion, it, it's very um, gentle. So you don't always need anesthetic. Usually you don't. Um, but if I do use anesthetic, if it's something that is more extensive, I I give local, and um, I use carbocane which doesn't have any uh, vasoconstrictor and it. it doesn't increase your heart rate. And, um, you know, usually it's, it's 99% of the time it's, it's effective. So I do use it when I have it. Sure. Yeah. Does
0: biomimetic dentistry incorporate lasers as well, or is it a it personal choice by the dentist?
2: Personal choice by the dentist. I personally don't use a laser, but I have some friends who are biomimetic dentists who do, and it's mm-hmm. certainly a a credible therapy when done properly. Um, I just, since I use air abrasion, I haven't found the need to use a laser.
0: I was going to say, I would think that that would be amazing, amazing to use an air abrasion. Like you said, it, there's no sound. It's it's easy, and, and uh, it does what it needs to do.
2: Yeah, it's less directing. Uh, yeah, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I want to mention for our audience. I just want to mention your website, which is um, newyork cosmeticdentistcom dot com, and yes. it's newyork cosmeticdentistcom dot com. So, if yes. people are in the area, or if they're like me, they want to fly in to come see you, um, and so they have a resource. And um, do you want to give out the the website for the for the academy? I'm sure. not sure yeah, how sure. people might find. Other dentists in their area?
2: Yeah, sure. That we have a search engine on the website for that. It's um AOB is in boy, M is in Mary, D is in David dot org. A O B M D dot org. Okay, thank
0: you, and and I want to say under you know, and this is how I know you have a beautiful smile because I went on your website and you say on there, I love meeting people and developing new long-term relationships, and that's really, I mean, this show is called Connect to Love, and it's about meeting those people and connecting you know to the heart and really seeing people for who they are. I think in so many industries it's become so automated, you know, a patient is not, you're, it's so busy, but you, you do, you connect with the heart, and I did not know that you went to Tel Aviv and or to Israel and did that. I, I'm just curious, is, are they, is there a story of it, or a person that you met that touched your heart that left you forever changed that you would be willing to share with us?
2: Um, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, You mean in real
0: or just in general? Just in general. It could be a patient. Uh, It could be somebody that, you know. Yeah,
2: I'll give you an example. Sure. Um, The dental clinic that I mentioned to you in Jerusalem, um, we treat at-risk youth as well. Um, There was this kid, and um, he was on the spectrum, um, Asperger's, I believe, and mm-hmm. very, very uptight, um, only spoke Hebrew. I, I just speak dental Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you have to be able to communicate what you're doing, so that's awesome. Right, exactly. <laughs> but
2: the dental assistants, you know, they speak uh, they speak Arabic, they speak English, they speak Hebrew. So anyway, this kid came in. He was about 15 years old, and he broke part of a tooth. He had a very deep cavity on the lower molar. Same tooth as yours, Michael, that I worked on, but, but his was yeah. a lot worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I had to use anesthesia. I had to use um, local anesthetic, um, and I did. And I used a rubber dam. A rubber dam is something we use a lot in biomimetic dentistry, especially if it's a very extensive restoration, because we try to keep the field as dry as possible. It creates like a surgical field. So I used that on Mm -hmm. him, and they told me, the the assistants basically were in the clinic, and they they told me, you're never going to get this kid numb, you know it's going to be impossible, but do what you can. So, luckily, I got him numb, and I used the rubber dam, and I sort of sued. And um, afterwards, you know, it's Israel. I was there in the summer, and um, I had my—I already had my scrubs off. I was in my shorts and t-shirt, ready to leave. So, the kid runs up to me, gives me a big hug, and he said in English, "Picture, picture." Uh, <laughs> so picture with me, it was so cute and, it, and he hugged me it was just and the kid was like bouncing off the walls before i worked on him but he was very good once he was numb and he so appreciated the work that i did and i and that i was patient with him it made my day it was really it made my week uh, when I was there. so that was I'm sure that was a fact story and, and it, it, it made it worthwhile it was nice you know
0: well, I'm oh. sure he felt your calmness and your caring nature, and the fact that you were there to help him. And it yeah. is—it's that—it's that connection. I mean, so many times, it, you know, we we speak a lot about how you never know who it is you're going to meet. That one kind word, or a smile, or just a, a gentle touch on the shoulder, or lifting somebody's right. groceries in will make you're a difference right. Right. in somebody's life.
2: You're absolutely right, Lisa, and it's just—it's something we all um, have to be mindful of, and and live in the moment, and um, try to be aware, and um, try to be helpful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, That's I agree. excellent.
1: Something we haven't talked about uh, is the fact that uh, one of the things that that uh, we have in common, uh, Dr. Press and I, is that we play golf. I talk about <laughs> golf all the time. <laughs> yes. On the show. <laughs> and uh, you know, I I would think I, honestly, I got to tell you something. At some point in the future, we're going to step out on the on the on the, the course to. together and when I can get up that way, because I really we We kind of a simpatico calm nature, and you know yeah. we we love meeting people and we, and golf will bring that out like in spades and oh, yeah. uh, I know you love to play, and I, I know you get to maybe once or once a week or once every couple of weeks like me perhaps
2: yes
1: yeah, exactly but, yeah. but it's uh do you is it uh, my big my first book that I wrote was a golf book and it was about the mental game of, of, of golf. Really, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, no. it was it's called uh, it's called Powerful Golf. It was an book Oh wow! Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I'll send you a copy. What the heck?
2: Oh, I'd love uh, it, Michael. Love it. Yeah, Thank it's a, it's, a, it's a
1: it's it was it was designed to help people play a more uh, more balanced game mentally and it, and it works. It worked on wow. me and it's worked on a lot of people. Uh, um, but thank you. Not, not to say that you need it, because I know you do. Oh, no, no, no,
2: no. Believe me, I could use it. It's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you took that calm demeanor from the office out to you know golf. Can be that you know
2: that game. Oh, I do. No, I do. It's just that I believe I I'm pretty calm on the golf course. If I hit a bad shot, I laugh. It's fine. And I but I love the game. But I could always. This sounds like it's right up my alley. I would, I would love to listen to it, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: You, you, uh, I think you get a big kick out of it. I'll make sure that I get a copy to your to your office here this next Thank week. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I think you. you'll you'll love the heck of it. I'm on a golf course, and all I see, I, I'm out my window right now. I'm watching, you know, people chili dip shots all day long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I told my uh, I told my girlfriend we were outside the last week and just in, enjoying the afternoon sun for a brief moment when it was not you know 30 degrees, and uh, I saw so many people chili dipping shots and I I looked at her and I said I think we're going to run out of crackers uh, for all that <laughs> chili that's going that's being made out there, <laughs> and she said I think we have yeah I think we need to go to the store because these people need them really badly. It's a little golf yeah. joke, but because uh, you're yeah. chili dipping. But I look forward to doing that with you. Uh, I, I know that honestly, uh, there are a few like you. And it, it, my own story, uh, that I went down, I found a biomedic dentist four and a half hours away from me. Right. And I went, I went to see her, and she was she was really nice. Uh, she was no Saul prisoner, I will tell you that. But she was she was uh, very very good, very polite, very. Good personable and she upheld uh, all of the uh uh the uh, the modes of uh, and, and of, of biomedic dentistry. She was she nice. and her office were really wonderful and went a bit over
2: backwards yeah, cool. actually. Nice. I'm glad. That's great. Good.
1: Yeah and, good. and I went to Turkey too, so I, I this last September, uh when oh. you mentioned Turkish um dentistry uh-huh. in Turkey is taken uh, is is actually really good. Is she yes. do you know where she is? Is she in Ankara, Istanbul or
2: no it's a small i I could get you the name i i you know what I can look it up right now if you hang on about a minute, I can find it hold on one second
1: yeah, I've got somebody over I'll there, and I'd love you. to when she needs industry. yeah
2: I'm, but I'm anyway let me look it yeah, up yeah
1: you it's, go ahead and look um, it up i will I know Lisa that uh you're gonna you do nothing more than just enjoy your trip. It'll be one of the most pleasant things that you've ever experienced <laughs> in a yeah. in a quote unquote uh, doctor's office. She well, and and
0: I think for me anyway, it, it's important. I honor what is my intuition, my inner knowing. And so I, I, and I, when in my holistic health practice, I always said to people, I can give you the information, but if it doesn't resonate in your, in make you feel good, then don't listen to me, you know, do the research, find out what makes sense. And so in, in, when somebody says like, you know, get this tooth extractor, get this, I had a a bonding fall off. And next thing I've had you know, I have no pain, nothing. And and then they're like, well, just get the tooth extracted. Well, that doesn't make any sense to me. No, it it doesn't resonate with me at all. I, I, I'm like, well, that, you know, that could be your solution, but I would rather invest it's it's, To me, it's an investment in my long-term health. And if I go and I come see you and you say, yeah, you know what, maybe the, that, it is best to extract it, then I'll honor that because you're you're an expert in your field. And I respect that. But I'm just not, you know, I, you do have to question everything. We're spoon-fed a lot, a lot in the media and and through, through, just because something's been done for 100 years doesn't mean it's the right way. I mean, exactly. I think there's, yeah. there are other things out there. And when you find the wisdom of, I, I mean, I think, I you know, I have Glenn Brooks to thank for it. He was the one who introduced well, both Michael That's and I. What a loss. Yeah. yeah. no Yeah, know. you know, rest his soul. He he was he was passionate about learning about dentistry. He had such a fear of dentistry and when he found you, I know you two just hit it off. You you know, you made his heart sing and he just adored you. And and I was so blessed to be able to get to know you through him. Thank and you. uh We had some some wonderful conversations together. So I was so excited when you you said you were available to join Michael and I because it truly is a blessing. And you know, however we can help you spread the word, you know, (laughs) maybe to some other dentists. We've got to come up with a campaign, Michael. (laughs) To help get this into more cities.
2: That's great. And I and I thank you for carrying on Glenn's work, both of you. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah that was my connection to uh,
1: to Saul as well. When we had him on 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 a radio show, uh, I was so blown away. I was actually I I was in New York for I was coming to New York anyway, and uh, with my girlfriend. And I said, you know, I, I want to go. I'm going to go stop in on and see what he can do about this. And then I it, it was like blew blew me away completely. I know you've got patients that that see you and, and generations of patients. Uh, uh, that see you um, because you are uh, so absolutely amazing with uh, with the way that you uh, work with people and and that right. you love it and it shows it shows that you that you love it. There's nothing worse than sitting down and see with somebody who's who's not loving what they do or maybe their head isn't there in the game yeah. or maybe they're just like a lot of dentists I come across. Uh, down here, they're, they're into the business of dentistry instead of dentistry. Yeah,
2: I agree. That's unfortunate for them and for their patients. It is. I it thought, is by the way, I found out um, the professor who's giving a lecture tomorrow, she is from Konya, Turkey. She teaches Konya. at... Uh,
1: Konya, I know where it is. Belt, yeah. Belt I was Kuch there.
2: University yeah. ...in Konya, Turkey, K-O-N-Y-A. Yeah, yeah, K-O-N-Y-A, yeah.
1: Yeah, Konya's a beautiful place. Um, yes. Okay, that sounds cool. I appreciate that. Um I was <laughs> I was spent 3 days there um oh, wow. in that in that region. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'll I'll go back in a heartbeat. Um well, that's fantastic. I I um do you have any other questions you want to ask uh, our distinguished guest uh Lisa? We we
0: know we have we have about um I don't know about uh, let's see, do my math, about seven minutes left. Seven so, minutes, actually, right. I'd, I'd love to open it up to you, Saul, because is there something that you feel guided or you'd like to share with our audience that, that neither Michael and I are, are heading on? I, I'd love to just open it up to you to feel something, you know, if there's something that you would like to share.
2: I guess I would just thank you both for having me. Um, I, I am passionate about dentistry. I, I love what I do. Um, I think since the pandemic, it's been a very hard time for dentists, physicians, and for patients. I've noticed during the pandemic, um, a lot more people are suffering, um, emotionally and physically. And I I will, I'll touch on one thing you said, Lisa, earlier. Um, I think it's very important to get second opinions, like what you just said about your bonded tooth. You know, with the bonding fell off and and someone had said to extract it. To. It's very. I, I would like to pass this on to patients and to your audience. It's so important to get a second, even a third opinion about anything that is going to be done to your body, not just not just dentistry. Um, I just know of so many cases where patients don't get second opinions, and they have procedures done to their peril, you know, and and I think Mm -hmm. it always, it's very important to question, it's very important to get more information, and the Internet internet is not always the Bible. Um, I think it's important you can do research on the Internet, but you have to have it verified by uh, a professional or several professionals who were, very credible and who have good credentials and you get good referrals. But I think it's very important when you're having, when you're thinking of having a certain procedure done to try to get all your ducks in order and, and accumulate as much knowledge and go to reputable people. You know, that's what I would like leave the audience with.
1: I agree with you 110%. All. It's just one of the things that's interesting is that um, although I know this is not taking off like wildfire, biometic dentistry, um, right. because, you know, some people get into dentistry, you know, their motivations are yep. Uh, financial.
2: Yep. Um, and, and
1: not, yeah, not necessarily for uh patient's benefit uh, or for the same reason, you know, it's not a heartfelt decision to no. To get to become a dentist. And if you're living in a, in a smaller town like I am, it can be an extreme challenge to find someone, and especially find someone to, to work on your teeth that you can trust. And the other is that uh, dentists uh, come off as authoritative figures, okay, authority figures. And the, the pressure that it, uh, it, that they place on individuals can sometimes usurp that whole, you know, I've got a choice uh, concept, right? right? Forget I about agree. that. Because you're sitting in a chair, they're telling you you need this, uh, you need this now, uh, yeah. because, you know, not because I need to pay my rent, but because Because you need it now, right? It it, it may not need it now, but you you, you have to sit there and fight that. And with every doctor, it's that way. I've I've had, yeah, I've had arguments with doctors because I've simply said, "No, I'm not going to do that," or "I don't need," I don't really feel this is in my best interest. And they've taken offense and literally, you know, gotten ticked off at me. (laughs) Like it's not your body you're talking
2: about. It's crazy. Yeah. They take it personally. It's crazy. I know. Yeah,
1: it, it doesn't make sense. And no. so I appreciate the fact that you've that you've uh, said that. And I, I I would urge any of our listeners to um, even I know you were nice enough to take a look at some X rays that I had a doctor send. Right. And it's nice. It was nice of you to consult with me on that on that situation. Sure. Uh, not saying that everybody should are everybody should email you their stuff. Uh, what I am saying is that. If if they if people can find a biomimetic dentist within four or five hours of where they are, and, and you know that's that's kind of a it's worth it, it's worth it mm-hmm. uh, to go see a dentist who specializes, who who follows this uh, you know, biomimetic uh, ethics dental uh, ethics and mission. It's definitely worth it. Thank you. Yeah, thank
0: and again, you. again, I I just I want to thank you so much. I want to give out your website again, Saul. So it's New yeah. York and Correct. again New York and it's Doctor Saul Pressner. And um, do you mind giving out the website for the 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 academy sure. as well one more time yeah. in case somebody didn't catch it earlier? Sure.
2: A is an apple. O is in Oscar. B is in boy. M is in Mary. D is in David.org, dot org. org.
0: Uh, that's great. Thank you so much. And you know, there, Wayne Dyer, who was always one of my heroes. I loved seeing hearing him speak and and seeing him in person. He said that passion is a feeling that tells you this that the that it's the right thing to do. And yeah. that that's exactly what you do, Saul. And I just I'm so grateful for the time that you you generously gave to us today. And I I Thanks. hope that you come back because it was just so delightful. We always learn something new, right, Michael?
1: Absolutely, and, uh, uh, always, always, always a pleasure. My so pleasure. To Thank you. you Thanks friend. for having me. Make it an awesome weekend.
0: You too, yeah, guys. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you for being Thanks. on. Yeah, my pleasure.